I'm your host this week. I am Tyler. I am joined by, he's actually the next door neighbor of Brock Lesnar and Suplex City. We got Jack. Hey, everybody. How is it going? <laughs> dude, I'm still going off on the high of WrestleMania. Raw, dude. I, yeah, me too. That was awesome. It's, it's like it's like the 363 days it sucks to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> like Those two days just make it worth it. Like It's, oh, God. We can talk about that later. But oh, yeah. Awesome. That's definitely our bonus content. So those listening now, seriously, go on to YouTube. We're going to go into depth about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess on YouTube two weeks from now because oh, apparently we're on a two-week delay. That's right. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, And my, my audacity screwed up last week, so I'm going to apologize now, people. Uh, for some reason, uh, my audacity randomly closed after I finished editing um, last week's episode 92. And I had the only copy of my um, uh, audio track for bon- for the bonus uh, content for ninety two, and right that disappeared. So, oh my, no. uh, The bonus content we recorded, which is actually really funny, um, was lost. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, because J- Jack uh, had me crying when he. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh man, sorry, I'm drinking. Um, he, we asked. The question: If what what character would make Mortal Kombat X a day one purchase? And he had what was it again, Jack? It was a State Puff Marshmallow Man. Yes, uh, did not see that coming. Uh, that was awesome. Oh man, all the fantasy a- aspects of that matchup, you know. <laughs> like, say for example, like you would have like the State Puff Marshmallow Man against Scorpion and stuff. All of a sudden, the go yep. Scorpion goes to Fatality and stuff. He just like this oodles and oodles of like all these like like <laughs> marshmallows that go flowing from him. It's like, oh no. <laughs> He does the get over here move, and it just goes right through him. It doesn't even work. Oh, that would be awesome. I just imagine um, in the Mortal Kombat movie when Sub, I think it's um, Sub Zero and uh, Scorpion are fighting in the, in, the, in the forest. Yeah, I just imagine the State Puff Marshmallow Man and him running at each other in the forest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, unfortunately, um, as you might have noticed, uh, no Jake this week. Uh, he is. Out, um, probably picked a good week to be out. Where it's a, it's gonna be a Nintendo heavy podcast. So, if you're not a Nintendo fan, I'm sorry, but really, that's all the news that is going on this week. So, we're gonna be discussing that. Um, so he should be back next week. Uh, picked a good week. To, I think he picked for him anyways. Be a great week to be out because he ain't gonna have much to say. Oh yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> so. I guess uh, we can go ahead and just kind of jump into what we've been playing. So, uh, Jack, buddy, what have you been playing, man, the last week? Well, over the past week, it's been kind of an interesting, like, uh, change of pace. I mean, I've just stopped uh, playing a little bit of the Pokemon, like, stuff since I pretty much exhausted that resource. So, (laughs) what I ended up doing is during my last, like, payday, I went to Walmart. I picked up – I had a choice. I either wanted to pick up Bloodborne Mm-hmm. Maybe like MLB 15 the show, or even like mm-hmm. uh, Borderlands 2, the hands, you know, Borderlands, the Hampson Jack collection and stuff. So, mm-hmm. as I'm at the store, it's like I see Bloodborne there, but say, eh, you know what? That'll that'll be there still when I get <laughs> when it comes to like April and stuff. 
So, obviously, the show wasn't out, and I really wanted to pick up Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection on the PS4, considering that I think, hey, I'm going to play it on this, you know, do that, do that. Uh-huh. Possibility, if one of you guys got it for the PS4, I'll play it with you. Yeah, like I like I totally said, if you got it for PS4, I'd buy it. Yeah, exactly. The problem was, when I went there, they did not have a single copy for the PS4, and they had, like, one copy for the Xbox One. I'm like, shit. And then I over I see one of Jake's replies, the one of the talking ship things, where he had got it for the Xbox One. It's like, oh, jeez. You know what? I'm getting it for the Xbox One. So that's exactly what I did. You guys are assholes. <laughs> well, I initially wasn't going to get it for the PS4, but it's like, ugh. I can't, I can't, I'm still trying to figure out why he got it for freaking Xbox One. Yeah, that's what I want to know, too, though. I totally said, like, two weeks ago, if you guys got it for PS4, I would totally get it. Yeah, I thought, then... I thought he even said that, too. Huh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in regard in regards to like uh, what I have been playing and stuff, I got that. Plus, yesterday I went forth because I was thinking, hey, maybe MLB 15, the show, will be there in stock because it released on the 31st. Come to find out that there was not a single copy left, as a lot of it already sold out, except for one, <laughs> and that is the special edition one for eighty dollars. And I'm like, fuck that bullshit. I hardly play sports games as it is for the full year. I am not going to make do with that. So I picked up the last remaining copy of Bloodborne. I managed to find one <laughs> that was not locked up in the case. So I picked up Bloodborne as well. So two big games that I've ended up playing. So first things first, I went on ahead to uh, the Handsome Jack collection. Oh, man. I tried installing the PS... No. Yeah, I try and I tried installing... Borderlands 2 on my Xbox One. I mean, it has options to download both that were, mm-hmm. like, about, I don't know, 17 gigs worth of stuff. That ain't horrible. You know, it ain't horrible. I agree with you. What was the horrible part was downloading just Borderlands 2 and it taking, like, about four or five hours to completely download? That <laughs> oh, was crap. a fucking bullshit. That was really bullshit, dude, because he, if it was on the PC, it wouldn't have took me that long at all. Maybe an hour or two mm-hmm. at the most. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I think it's either because of download speeds or whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's wireless. It's not wired to the router, which that would be impossible <laughs> for me <laughs> since I'm yeah. here in my room and wireless is the only way that I can do. So after I installed it, I played a little bit of it. You know, it, it's definitely the same type of like experience gameplay-wise than, say, the 360 and the PS3 like, versions. But what I noticed right away is a lot of the frame rate stuff like the pop-up things that were prevalent in sometimes the 360 and the PS3 versions, those weren't there. That was really surprising to me. I mean, yeah, there are some pop-up things, like technical sort of like hiccups, as you will, but they're not readily as like apparent, you know? it's It really seems like it's smooth. It's really colorful. I mean, it's more colorful, I think, than the other ports to it. But uh, I decided to go off with a different type of character class. Now, when I started my PS3 version, I went with Zero, the stealth type of assassin person. But uh, I decided to go something different and something like crazy. I went with a Gunzerker. So, what a Gunzerker is, is uh, this guy, this character by the name of Salvador, who he just uses the special ability where he's just dual wielding weapons, right? And just basically just murdering every bandit in sight. <laughs> so you can dual wield, say, double shotguns or like double like uh, pistols. Maybe one sniper rifle, one shotgun, or something like that. It's just it's just really funny. 
But what what else is really funny is I was going through a lot of the character skins for Salvador, and uh, they actually have a skin that's called Breaking Bald. Huh. And I'm thinking, I look at myself, I chuckle a bit because it's like, is this a reference to Breaking Bad? I go ahead, I equipped it on this, like, oh my god, this is totally a reference to Breaking Bad. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so I choose the costume, and instead of Salvador, I just name him Walter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have a so I have a Gunzerker who really looks like Walter White, and he's dressed kind of similarly, like inside this like this tux, and there's all this other. Various things. It, it's just awesome because I'm just going through, and he's actually making. I think he's actually making certain quotes too that are related to it. But uh, what's also funny is the in-game type of jokes for, say, the character branching trees, especially for like the Gunzerker and stuff. Because there's references to the old like first-person shooters. Like there's a, a perk that's like says "all out of bubble gum," which is a reference to Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Um, Let's see, I'm at the part in Borderlands 2 right now where I'm just about to go ahead and start the missions for Saving Roland, which that means I'm about, I'm a level 10, so I actually put in quite a bit of time already, and I've gone through it, like, quicker, obviously, because I've played through this particular portion, like, a few times before. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, it's like, the game is really solid, I loved what I've been playing so far, and, uh... You know what? It just feels better, I feel, on these next-generation consoles. Yeah. I, I almost picked it up. Uh, so, I picked up MLB The Show on yeah. uh, Tuesday, and I got the uh, $70 edition. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was It's worth it. If you um, if you buy the $70 edition, you get, uh, what was it? You get, like, 12,000 in-game stubs. Yeah. Which is, like, a $10 value right there, which right. you use to, like, you can use level up your uh, road to the show guy, so it breaks. You get money right, you get money back right there. It gives you a bunch of like extra like. Now they have um like actual like rolling, uh gloves, baseball gloves, uh, actual baseball bats like with the brands on them and everything. So it's not oh. just a generic baseball bat. So and it gives you a bunch of those, which unlocks and gives you more power ups or makes your rating uh, ratings go higher for like well, that's cool. um, hitting hitting power and things like that. Also, um you. If you buy the seventy dollar edition, if you pre- I think only if you pre ordered it, you um you get a free skin for your PS4 controller. So and you oh. pick any uh pick any baseball team, and I'm a big I'm a huge Braves fan, so yeah, I picked uh I got my it's got shipped to me, so yeah, I mean I I almost went, I, but I was there I traded in my NBA 2K15 because I only need one sports game at a time, so <laughs> yeah, I traded it in. It's funny. I actually I paid twenty five bucks for NBA two K fifteen on Black Friday, <laughs> and um, I paid ten bucks on like in game currency to upgrade my my um, NBA player, which is basically yeah. their own road to the show mode. And um, so I put thirty five bucks in the game, traded in, got twenty two dollars for it. <laughs> so which is pretty awesome. I put probably seventy hours into it, but um, I w- I almost I was extremely close to picking up Borderlands, but man. Guys, you broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> Go on, though. Well, I'll tell you about, like, uh, a game you should pick up if you are interested in is Bloodborne. Bloodborne is obviously from from software, the makers of Demon Souls, and has gameplay that's really reminiscent to, like, say, Dark Souls and stuff like that. Because, you know, they're the same company that put out Demon Souls, and they a lot of that same gameplay is apparent in this game, too. Yeah. 
from the get-go, the opening cinematic and stuff, it's like, it is really creepy. I kid you not. Because I'll, I'll just say a little bit about the introduction sequence. And it's going to be a little old minor spoiler or something like that. Well, you're about, you're on this, t- like, operating table, right? And you're going drifting in and out of consciousness because you're trying to get this sort of, like, procedure to become a hunter. <laughs> and, uh... As you're, like, uh, waking up and stuff like that, the guy that was operating on you is gone, and you look to the left of you, and all of a sudden you see this red, this red, like, freaking hellspawn abomination stuff that looks like some sort of cross between a damn demon dog and, like, whatever type of thing is just going at you. It, it looks fucking creepy as hell because they have the, all the shadows, all the lighting and stuff. It, it was just kind of freaking me out. I was like, oh, God, I'm in a bad place. I'm in a bad place. <laughs> it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, it's it gets taken out, right? And all of a sudden, his head turns back, and you see all these white, like, demon creatures with no face. Just, like, look at you. like, whoa, this is even worse. <laughs> 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 so that was my first experience there with, like, Bloodboards Open the Cinematic, dude. It, it, was, it was just kind of funny. It set the mood, obviously. So... So, afterwards, you go forth, and uh, you're placed inside this... You obviously get out of the the operating table and stuff, and you are left to, like, go drift around and stuff, like, and just explore a little bit. Now, because of how dark this portion is, it's like, uh, you have... Obviously, my first instinct was to be really careful, because, obviously, I've heard a lot of, like like, <laughs> stories about these type of games, and there's enemies, like, around every corner, they'll one-shot you and do those, all this, all this other crap, so, uh, I was walking through, and I come across this big, this big dog, this big, like, wolf creature or something like that, that's just, it's, she's just, like, gnawing on whatever the hell it is, like, this, this slab of meat or whatever the hell, and, uh, since I'm playing online, I just, I'm just watching a lot of these, like, uh, bloodstains, of all these people trying to attack this one enemy, and then all of a sudden just get hit, like, a couple times and just die. <laughs> and so I was like... So, yeah. Oh, so the bloodstains, like, it pops up a video of them, like, what happens? Yeah, exactly. They have okay. a red silhouette and stuff. It kind of like how in Demon Souls, where they have a red silhouette, and all of a sudden you see them attacking them, and it's like, all of a sudden they clench and, gl- like, grasp their, like, gasp with last breath of air and just fall. <laughs> just die. Nice. So, I go forth, and I start attacking this creature. I'm like, okay, okay, I am a little bit skilled here. I know I can dodge. I know I can do things, you know. So, I go ahead, and I initiate this attack from behind, and for some odd reason and stuff, when I'm targeting this guy, and I'm trying to evade, I underestimate how powerful his strikes are. So, I give him a couple hits. I last, like, about... 15 seconds or so, like a lot longer than some of the a lot of the bloodstained people who were just going, just like melee attack on like a fucking god of war. And uh, I end up getting, I end up dying because I, like this one hit that he did took like about like seven, I it took like about like most of my energy. I mean, oh. it wasn't like a one hit kill. It was more like a one Oh, God. It must have been, like, a two-hit kill or something like that. Because he got one good swipe and I was dead. And so, afterwards, I wake up at this one place where it's, like, this... It's sort of like a fantasy type of uh, garden and stuff like that where... Oh, I think it's a fantasy island. They're, like, a little guy running around. The plane! The plane! (laughs) Not, like, to that extent, though. No, this is more like a... This is more like, say, a Tim Burton's type of Alice in Wonderland type of shit and stuff where it's, like... Hmm. 
you wake up and there's this big old building, this big old house, this mansion or something like that, where it, they have like this library and stuff like that. And there's this garden. There's this one particular creepy looking doll or something like that that's like sitting in the garden stuff. And once you go like around the building, you see all these little uh, birdbath dealies, dealies while these like white demons or something are just like playing inside there and stuff. What's kind of interesting is you can go to like some of the bath like things and like upgrade like certain inventories and do this and do that. But you can also you can also like uh watch certain videos of players and stuff somehow die inside the opening of the freaking like garden. I'm thinking, how the hell did you die on the introductory steam with no enemies? It's so literally I touch one blood stain. One bloodstain. I watch as this dude tries to jump from one portion of the hub, the like the higher up of the cliff, all the way down to where he has to try to cash in his uh, his blood echoes and stuff. And he just dies. I'm like, <laughs> he loses all his blood echoes. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. Once you die, the blood echoes they stay right there at that particular spot unless an enemy picks it up. Okay. So there's no enemies. So he just basically dies for like nothing and stuff. So we can easily just go back and collect the bloodstains. Oh, it's kind of like uh, Shovel Knight has the same mechanic. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you die, you're like you lose your money. But if you you can go back, you have one more. If you die again, it's gone forever. But yeah, you have a chance to go back and collect the bags. Now you, that's cool. Now you see that's the Demon Souls inspiration right there from it. So I get on after I get uh, a lot of the my weapons, learn a little bit of. the tutorials and stuff I go on to my first real mission and so during this first real mission it's like I'm going forth and I'm just just navigating around this like this rural town it looks like some sort of London town that's just gone to shit it's just like it just looks like a poke up like a post-apocalyptic like uh land or something like that where the build some buildings are on fire there's like there's mobs of people like, uh, surrounding this one fireplace or something like that. And so here I am, I'm just navigating around the corridors and stuff like that. And the first enemy I come across just freaking ambushes me, right? And so I get hit, and I just like, whoa, 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 what the hell? And I go forth, and I just battle him, and I finally take him out. And the son of a bitch took me down to, like, about a sliver of health. <laughs> and so I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be careful. Because I went through this section, this one section, about three times, Right? This whole entire section, which involves all these sneak attacks, all these all these enemies and stuff. And uh, each time I started to learn a little bit by, like, little tidbit by tidbit of how you can avoid this and do that. Because after, like, about the third attempt, I went forth and I was just taking out enemies just because I knew their patterns and stuff. I was learning them, I was doing this and doing that. What was really funny is when I got to this one particular spot, like right in the middle where all these group of enemies were at, I got it to where I had to try to take out the the ones that have the big old like long range like rifles and stuff first, because I would randomly and they don't they don't show you this either. They randomly will just fire at you. You'll get hit randomly. You'll not know where the hell it's at, <laughs> especially if there's more than multiple like if there's more than two or three enemies that do this. So, my first initial instinct, okay, let's go ahead and toss a Molotov or something like that inside the center of this thing. Okay, it just hits one enemy. Oh, that's perfect. So, what I end up doing is I there I discover these certain staircases around this group. And so, once these mobs of uh, enemies start leaving the area, I go forth behind. I take out the ones with the freaking long-range rifles. Do that first. 
somehow get it to where I'm battling like about f- like five to seven different like villagers at the same time. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do evading stuff. This is not good. This is not good. This is not good. <laughs> but what's fun about this is like even even if you get hit, you have uh, opportunity to get back health by like hitting the enemies like repeatedly and stuff. So you have at least a chance to regain some form of health. But the thing about the weapons is you gain access to, like, say, like, your, obviously your sword and stuff like that, which has two modes. Like, he has his regular mode, and you can press L1 and stuff to get, like, a like a long-range type of super mode, like a heavier weapon. Well, on your uh, other sidearm and stuff, it's just basically a gun. Like, it's a gun. It's basically a gun. So you have, like, options to choose, like, one of three different, like, uh, weapons for, like, say, swords and guns and stuff like that. So I went with a blunderbuss gun with this, like, sort of uh, cleaver that you can hit your opponents and stuff. It's fast. It's really cool. Once you hit an L1, it just turns into this, like, this gigantic-looking knife. <laughs> so I gotta give uh, credit where credit's due, you know? The weapons look really cool. <laughs> yeah. But uh, where I ended was... Uh, I didn't go and finish the entirety of that level. I just basically took a lot of my blood echoes after I got through a certain portion, went back and cashed it in to get better armor. Because <laughs> you have to save these light posts, right? And there's only one light post between this level, the beginning portion of it, all the way towards the end, which I didn't feel like wanting to spend another couple hours trying to go forth and just individually go bit by bit like I had been doing. <laughs> I was like, so it's like the, the campfires of Demon Souls? Yes. Okay. Really reminiscent of the campfires in Demon Souls. Through this whole experience, I must have spent like about two hours or so just trial and error, you know? But every time I would get a little bit further, I would start getting more and more into it. So it was starting to get more addicting the harder it gets. That's what I can really say about Bloodborne right now is uh, I'm at that point where it's like, hey, I am getting frustrated that I am dying, but at the same time, it's getting more addicting to where, hey, I'm progressing a little bit more each time. Kind of like in old school video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bloodborne's a game, like, I'm definitely, I want to play. Mainly, I think a lot of it is because, and I think a lot of people, like, a lot of people are this way too. It's like, there's a, it's an exclusive to the PS4. It's it's a big game for the new generation. Yeah. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of games like that right now out for these new consoles. That's a lot of my intrigue into it. Yes. Um, I did get a chance to, I got an offer from Gamefly to... Excuse me. Uh, get uh, a month for a dollar. Okay. So I um I, I signed up for that. You get like, two games at a time. I signed up for it on Monday, the thirtieth, yeah. and um, just I'm going to date the podcast. It is the the second, so we're on I think it's day four. Yeah. Um, none of my games have even shipped yet. So oh. I don't have a lot on my list. I have like Bloodborne, um, Order eighteen eighty six, yep, Battlefield Hardline, and the Kirby um, Epic Yarn, I believe is what it's called. Oh, okay. So, but all of them are like super low. So, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying Bloodborne mainly because I just wanted to rent it and see. Because it just sounds like a game that could be fun. I feel like I'm either gonna love this game, or I'm gonna just hate it. And it's just that's sixty bucks. Oof, it's a it's an investment. I don't know if I'm willing to make for that game. Oh, that's very understandable, dude. I mean, not a lot of people want to play a game or somewhere they're just repeatedly getting their ass kicked or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I've grown up playing games like that, so it's 
yeah. it's kind of familiar ground. <laughs> I think it's all dependent on patience. And for me, like, I don't know if I have the, I don't know if I want to put an hour or two into a game and progress five minutes. Yeah, that's very true too. But anyway, that's what I've been playing though: Borderlands Two and Bloodborne. Very nice. Uh, well, I do want to play both of those games. I've already, I guess, I've already played Borderlands Two, but I want to, I want to play those games again. Dude, they are awesome. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I played a few games this week. I'll go through them fairly quickly. Um, Codename Steam. I'm I've gotten I've progressed far enough. Um, I think to kind of give an overall analysis with it. Uh, I'm on I think mission seven. Uh-huh. I looked it up. There are there is sixteen missions, so I'm about halfway through the game. Um, I've been playing it like I've talked about it before. I've been playing it like um, not every day, but like every other day, every couple days, I'll do like a, a map or something. There's thirty two. There's sixteen missions. There's thirty two maps. So some missions might have three um, maps in it. Some might have two. Some might have one. And I've been going through and playing them like that. And I, I mentioned this before. I really like that style because. Yeah. Um, it's a handheld game, so it's on the 3DS. So it's perfect for that. Where like there's plenty of save points. It saves after every map, so you can play play. You know, a map might take you 30, 40 minutes. Some of the bigger ones, where there's like the last, usually the last map of a mission, takes a little bit longer. Um, could take. I mean, like I think mission six is actually just one map, and it took me about an hour to finish. Yeah. Um, but um. Overall, I'm I'm just I'm just enjoying it. There's there's some pain points to it, um, most definitely, but um, I, I I like it for it. like I said, it's you could 30 40 minutes sit down and play it. Um, it's the story is it's throwaway, but it's just a really fun addicting way, and I feel like it's a lot of the time it's it. I guess you can almost say it's like Bloodborne, where there's a lot of trial and error sometimes. Where oh yeah, like um you, you I'm still at the point where I'm discovering new enemies. And um, getting unlocking new power, new weapons and powers and things like that. And um, sometimes it's just like I, I think one of the missions I played. It took me like it, it, the mission itself took me an hour to finish, but I had to play it three times to figure like okay, like one mission you get a tank in it, and it's like like I didn't use a tank properly, and it was just like okay, I lost a tank. I lost a tank fairly early in the map, and you really need him to like kind of like. If you don't have them, like it makes it extremely difficult to beat this level. Um, so it's a lot of it. A lot of it is that is just kind of learning as you go sometimes with that. And I, I almost, I guess, maybe I like, maybe I will like Bloodborne because it has that sense where it, it's basically you're 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 gonna probably fail the first couple times, maybe the probably at least once, and then you're gonna you might be able to squeeze by just barely. But if you want to get max everything, you want to get all the coins, get all the gears in the, in each level, and survive and, and get through it as fast as you can, and survive, um, have all your members survive. Yeah. But you get bonuses if you do it fast enough, and all four of your all four of your team members survive. Um, you're gonna have to keep playing this game over and over again. At this point, I'm just happy to get through some of these levels because it is extremely hard, at least for me. Yeah, I actually um, had a friend that uh, actually turned back in his copy of the game because once he was getting to the later levels, he said it just got too hard for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some of it is pain. Like, it's, there's one thing that just annoys the crap out of me is that they have respawning enemies in the game, and I hate that just because it like the, the first few three or four, like I think maybe the first three missions, they don't respawn ever. Like, you just you kill all the enemies in the level. And I like it because I'd go through the rest of the map and collect all the coins and huh. the gears that I missed on the way through the map. 
and it, the more coins and gears you unlock, the more um, weapons and uh, different steam machines you can use. Um, so it makes the game a lot easier to, to play through. So I like that. So I was going back and I was I was breaking all open all the the cases that have the coins in them and everything. Um, but in the later levels, it, they, the enemies start to respawn, and then there's other enemies like every other turn because uh, it's a turn-based game. Um, the enemy will there's like certain enemies that's like a giant eyeball, and it'll spy and it'll tell you it'll tell the other enemy all the enemies in the map where you are. Oh. And it just and like it'll, like one of the enemies will actually if it, if it sees you it'll like another enemy it's like it's a giant boss it'll shoot like this ice up into the air and it'll hit you wherever are you are in the map and it just causes a lot of damage and just little pain points like that like every other turn they show up and um and it's just it's frustrating on mission six I I was at the, I almost got to the point where like fucking I'm done I don't want to play this game anymore because I got to the point like it's when you face a big boss. And he actually can move around. I have I have him trapped into a corner. Yep. I have all four of my guys surrounded him, and like I'm literally two turns away from killing him. And they respawned after my turn was up. They respawned like five or six enemies right above me. They all drop down and kill me all in one turn. Oh, for God's sakes! Man. After an hour of playing this level, okay, that's and just, I that's look... just unforgivable in this day and age having that type of respawn like respawnable enemies on yeah. a on a strategy game. Yeah, like a, like a turn-based type of strategy game. Now, yeah, it has yeah. first-person future elements, but still. But it was completely, it was completely random. I was literally t- over twenty turns into the game with no respawning enemies, huh. and then it just, it just randomly happened at this one point. Though, luckily, there are save points in each level. There's uh, like um, some, in, some every map has um, save points, so you can save mid-map. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you can only save once. Um, like some, some maps have two or three save points. Um, like especially like the bigger ones have several save points, but you can only save once right. at each area. So um, you want to use them sparingly. You want to make sure you save at a good spot because you don't want to say if you sometimes like one time I saved and the next turn I got wiped out Ugh. just because of something like I, I made a mistake or something. Um, so that could be I mean, you can just restart the map and it's fine, but it sucks having to restart the whole thing. No, you shit. know. But um, and another thing is is another pain point is waiting for alien movement so when your turn's over it just goes into um thing it just like it just shows alien movement it's a little bar then it shows it's like a progress bar at the bottom of your screen and it, especially at the beginning of the of the, the map when there's the most enemies in the on the on the level um it takes sometimes two three minutes and if you can't actually see the enemy sometimes it's a big it's like like a huge map where you can't even see the, where the end is and it could take two, three minutes, or you're just standing there, and it's just you just waiting, Man. and nothing's you can't see anything, nothing's happening. They're just waiting. Um, but they did, um, and we'll talk about this later. The, the Nintendo Direct that happened um, on the first, um, they uh, they have an update coming out where on the regular 3DS you can uh, speed up the 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 alien movements, the aliens turn. Uh, you can double the speed. You can fast forward tw- and go twice as fast. On a new Nintendo 3DS, though, you can go up to three times faster. So that's a cool little thing for someone like me that has a new Nintendo 3DS. And it will definitely make, um, at least the beginning part, um, much more... Uh, it will cut my time down. Because a, a lot of the map sometimes is just waiting for the aliens to make their moves. Um, you know, they should but, update it to where they don't have respawnable enemies at random times. Yeah, that that 
That would make the game a whole lot better for you, I bet. Yeah, because, I mean, the alien movements, I mean, the, the respawning just makes it harder and, you know, makes me replay whole maps when the alien movement just got to wait. I mean, it, it'll, it'll definitely cut off probably 5-10 minutes per uh, map just waiting on enemies to move, but uh, I can, you know, that's, I'd rather just them get rid of the respawns um, of enemies. But moving on to um, another game I played and I, I actually paid for it. I'm kind of, I'm not upset if I paid for it, but... Um, I come to find out if I would have waited an extra uh, week, I could have got, or actually not even a week, uh, three more days, I could have just, I would have found out what I got for free. So I purchased, um, well, I'll, I'll say this first, Sony had a, um, a, kind of like a flash deal for the PS4 where you put a code in yep. and you save 10% off, um, whatever you purchased in the PSN store. So mm-hmm. look all perfect. So I got, um, Slender was, uh, Slender just came out, which is supposed to be a, a pretty creepy horror game. Oh yeah, Slender, uh, the rival. Yep, I haven't played it yet, but it was already 30% off. And I figured, well, why the hell not? It's not getting another 10% off. And it was, I think it's, uh, it might still be 7 bucks. I don't yeah, know. I, maybe it no, is. I think it is still. Yeah, I know that like, the first week or two it's out. It's usually at a discounted price. So uh, maybe by the time this comes out, it might still be cheaper. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But So I'm like, oh, why the hell not? Get an extra dollar off. So I got that, and then I downloaded uh, Never Alone. Which is fifteen bucks, so I saved you know, like what a dollar, I guess a dollar fifty. Yeah. Um, so I picked up Never Alone. Come to find out, I bought it on, I think Saturday or Sunday, and I found out on Monday that it's it's the April PlayStation Plus free game of the month. Um, so. Oh. Yeah, what's what sucks? I mean, I don't. So I'll, I'll talk about it, but I will say first off, I don't regret purchasing it. Um, but it, you know, obviously, I'd like to, I'd rather I'd like to have that thirteen fifty I spent back. Uh, I've never I've never I've never complained about getting money back. But um, uh, so Never Alone is basically it's a game that takes place in uh, Alaska, I believe, and it's about the natives there, so the Eskimos. Okay. And I guess it's a fairly popular um, story there um, among the natives. It's kind of like a bedtime story almost, where it's about this um, little girl. Um, there's a blizzard. And like it, like a huge blizzard, and they all hunt, and that's how they survive. They live off the land, and a huge blizzard happens, and people are starving because they can't go out and hunt and get food. So the little girl decides to sneak out and figure out what's going, where the blizzard's coming from. Uh-huh. And in it, like she, she, uh, she goes out, she's going to hunt, and then eventually she sees like this other, this the, the kind of main villain, I guess, of the of the story is um, like he attacks the village, and he like. He burns down the village and he um, he takes a lot of the people, uh, captures a lot of the people. It takes them hostage essentially. Um, and so the girl sees that and the guy chases him. And this Arctic fox actually comes and saves her life. And it's actually it's a, it's a two-player couch co-op game. Mm-hmm. And you can switch between the, um, the fox and the little girl. And it's a, it's a, it's a 2D side-scroller um, puzzle game. So... It, I think I beat it in about f- maybe four hours. I pretty oh, much okay. beat it in one sitting, actually. Um, so, it, as far as a puzzler goes, it's fairly easy. Um, there's definitely... Because uh, you got to do, do switch a lot between uh, the fox and the, the girl. So, the fox right. can actually like, climb... He can only, he can like kind of... He can do, like, wall jumps and climb up walls a little bit. And then um, the little girl, she has, like, um, what do they call it? Like, a balos or something like that. It's basically, it's like a weapon they use to hunt with, and you can use that to, like, break break down, like, ice chunks that, like, will help you, that gives you another platform to jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't want to jump in. There's not much of a story there, but it, the, the story is kind of interesting. Um, and I don't really want to spoil it because that's probably the best part of the game. The, the gameplay part of it alone isn't, um, it's not bad, but it's not like, I wouldn't put it as far as indie games go. It's nowhere, it's not Limbo or Braid. It's not that great. Um, you know, or really, I mean, not to compare it to, it's not just indie games, but just for the small downloadable games, it's not like, it's, it's, I, it's not like in a top class. It's, I would say it's one below it where um, it does it doesn't like blow you away. It's not like this new game experience. It's not something like two or three years now. I'm not gonna look at them like that game was incredible. Like I do like when I look at Braid or I look at Limbo or you know anything like that. It's not that. But so it's sort of like saying like an average type of experience. You would think I would, I would put it above average. Okay. Um, if I if I was like say at a, at a scale of one to ten. It'd probably be like a seven, seven point five, maybe. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not gonna blow you away. I would say, I don't regret. Per- I don't regret. I think it was worth the thirteen dollars. Okay. I'll say that. I don't regret the purchase. Um, I, I, it sucks, you know, knowing I could have got it for free. But I would say that once it comes out, if you don't have anything to play and you like those kind of, you know, you like those two D side scroller puzzle games, yeah, definitely check it out. It's not like it's it's not incredibly hard. But it's a fun, relaxing, and with an interesting story. And they do have some cool things where you can unlock um, videos um, in the game. And like you watch these videos, and it's actually like um, almost like a little documentary where it tells you about like it's actual like the natives um, like doing like an interview, and they talk about like um, they explain the things to you, like things in their culture. Um, so it really explains kind of what's going on in the game for you. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like I don't like I actually. Um, I got all the trophies in the game. Unfortunately, there's not there's not a platinum for it, so um, I didn't get the platinum. So that sucked. But uh-huh. I don't, well, yeah, but it's you know I thought for what it was, it was a it it was a fun. I played it all pretty much Sunday morning. I thought it was really fun just playing that. It, it, it was a great Sunday morning game for me. Oh, um, that sounds awesome. So <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've done that. I just sat down and played a game for four or five straight hours, and um, so. I don't. I would say. I mean, it's gonna be free next week. Um, probably if you don't have any. Like, obviously, there's some good games coming out lately and coming out soon. But if you don't, if you're not getting those games, or you're just in holding, waiting for the next games to come out, check it out. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it comes. I think it's free on the seventh of April. So, um, so this next Tuesday, um, it'll be free to download for PlayStation Plus and PS4. Um, the other game I played is Life is Strange. Um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Or no, a couple, probably last month actually. Yeah. Um, episode two just came out this past week. Um, so, I am loving the story of this game and the characters of this game. So I, I talked about it. it's a girl that finds out, like something happens and she finds out she has like this ability to kind of go back in time. Right. But she can only go back in time like a minute or two, and it's basically like it, it's almost like that. It's got it's basically like the Telltale Games kind of style where decision making if the, the nice little twist on it is you make a decision you know you can do this or you can do that well you did this and then and, and like you, you can see what happens and like the outcome of it you know you get that and then you're like oh man what if i did that so you, you go back in time you do that huh. and you can like oh man that might be worse and you go back in time and you do you, and i, I like it it's cool and it sucks at the same time because you, like, you overthink it at least <laughs> i do I'm like there's points of time where i'm like going back back like five times um so i like that and i would say um i like everything about that i, I enjoy 
that telltale part of the game where it's a lot it's more story based and just inter- like interacting with the characters but the the worst parts of the game are the video game parts oh really so the, so in episode 2 there's two major like each episode is maybe an hour and a half 2 hours um the worst part um like there's two parts that stick out for me there's one part where it's like a memory game so one of your best friends like minors not really spoilers but little minor spoilers for i guess episode 1 um your best friend in the game uh she, you tell her about your at the end of episode one. You tell her that you have these powers, and she doesn't like fully believe you. So at the, in episode two, you do, like this memory game. She's like, "Okay, what's in my pockets?" And she shows it what's in your pockets, and you got like she has like a pack of cigarettes, uh, change, uh, keychain, and something else. And you got to do this memory game, and you go you gotta rewind back in time, and you go through the conversation again. But you can skip most conversations, and like, okay, you know, what's in my pocket? And you you tap, okay, you had cigarettes in your pocket. Okay, well, how many cigarettes did I have in my pocket? So you fuck uh, that up. You gotta go back in time. <laughs> you gotta tell her how many. You gotta, you, I'm like, okay. She had seven cigarettes. She had eighty two cents. She, her keychain was a penguin and something. You know, something. And you gotta go through this whole. I did like three or four times. Cause I didn't realize how intricate they're gonna be about this. Um, about how detailed they'd be about this. And she finally gets to believe you. And then there's another part where you go out to a junkyard, and she asks you to find uh, six empty beer bottles, because um, she she stole her stepfather's gun. And that part sucked because you got to walk through this not huge junkyard, but they don't really stick out. And they're like these really stupid puzzles you have to do to get these things. And they're over simple and it's just, it took like probably 10 minutes to get these stupid things and it was a waste of time. Huh. Like that can be cut out. It was painful to do. Um, but I would say when I finished episode two, um, the ending, what can happen at the end of episode two, depending on the decisions you make it's one of those games where you want to, like, when you're walking around, like, you walk through, like, the dorms and stuff you live in. Because you live in, you you go to, like, a private school where you live all in, like, all the kids live in a dorm together. Uh-huh. And you go through the dorm and you want to look at everything. You go, you can go in, like, your roommate's dorm and, like, look at all their stuff. And, like, that's one of the things, like, I would, if you're playing through this game, you haven't played episode two yet, look at everything. Because every decision you made in episode one and episode two matters at the end of episode two. Huh. So, um, and, in episode two, and it's hard to talk about because it's such a story-based game. And I don't want to really talk about because it it's it will definitely spoil it. And I'm not going to spoil it. Cause I want you to play this. I want everybody to play this game. But man, at the end of that, like I, it fucked me up mentally. <laughs> like it really did. Like I'd never been like so emotionally like I don't like I can't really grasp the words. But like, like I guess I don't want to say depressed, but like it just drained me. Like just emotionally, I was just when the when the ending happened and the credits hit, I'm just like, I just stood there. I'm like, fuck, like because it didn't go well for me at the end. Um, I made the, I made the wrong I said the wrong thing and it didn't end well for me. And it's just, I was just sat there. I'm just like, fuck, like that, fuck. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like I just sat there. And I'm just like. One wrong decision. It's like it's almost like I made a real life decision where I just like made a horrible like thing. It's like like affects the rest of your life. But that's the way I emotionally felt at the end of that episode. Like I sat, I was at work the next day, just sitting there, like all day. But I sat there for a good five minutes thinking about that at work. I'm just like, like just sitting at my desk, like what the fuck, man, (laughs) Jesus Christ, like your coworkers just looking. That's like like, thinking about now. It's like, oh, yeah, it was like just. I don't know, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game, but man, 
Like, I wish some, I wish one of you guys played that game so I could talk. I need to talk to me about it. Like, it's one of those things I just need to talk it out with somebody. <laughs> but, uh, just, wow. So, that's what I'm playing. I have three pretty good games this week. Um, so I had a pretty good game, a week of games. I think we both had a pretty good week I think uh, game so too. wise. Yeah. So, that's good to hear. That doesn't happen very often. No. I'm going to take a drink of my beer here for a second. We usually are playing other mm. stuff that's, like, maybe sort of old, some, like, uh, games that maybe not a lot of people are too familiar with or something like that. Yeah. But uh, this week, yeah, we got some big releases here that we've actually went for and played. Yeah. We got, I think Mortal Kombat comes out in two weeks, too, so oh, we're pretty... Jesus. It's going to be a good time. I don't know if I'm going to get that, though. I might... I don't think I will, either. But, yeah, that's God. that's just the thing, though. I mean, maybe somebody will. <laughs> yeah. So, um... We got some topics to talk about this week, man. Jake's not here, and we're still like at normal time for us. This ah. is crazy. <laughs> so, um, like I said at the beginning, this is going to be a pretty Nintendo-focused um, episode because mainly most of the news that came out this week was Nintendo-related. Um, so we'll jump into it. Um, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, freaking uh, drinking uh, Love Tam Brewery Sawtooth Ale. So. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh, God, so good. So, we'll start off with the Nintendo Direct that happened um, yeah. on April 1st. Um, so, kind of, I'll, go, I'll just kind of go over everything that kind of happened. Okay. All the news that happened, and then we'll um, we'll discuss at the end. Okay. So, uh, it started off with Mewtwo was announced. They gave him a release date for Smash Brothers. Um, it's, he comes out April 28th. Mm-hmm. I believe it's $4 if you buy him on the 3DS or and or the Wii U mm-hmm. or if you buy them uh, together it's five bucks so three dollar deal three dollars discount so uh, but if you're like me and I believe Jack did the same thing yep. if you bought the 3D um, the 3DS version and the Wii U version and you used your code on Club Nintendo you got them for free and if you get them for free you get them two weeks early on April 15th Ooh. um Yep, uh, Lucas um, from I think was it Mother Mother Three. Yep, Mother Three. Yep, uh, he has been confirmed as a DLC. Yes, um, they're hoping for him. He's gonna be paid, a paid DLC. <laughs> they expect him to be ready for June. Um, they gave uh, they have, we have a release date for the Wave Four, which uh, comes out May 29th, Which um, they all went pre order today and they're gone. Oh, they announced um, some costumes for your Me Fighters and Smash Brothers. Which are paid for, uh, which you know we can we can discuss we can get into detail about that, but um, they're not too badly priced around a dollar to two dollars depending on what they have like, um, um, Samus, uh, Link, uh, a bunch of other ones, pretty much all the cloud like uh, Cat Mario and stuff like that announced for it. Um, they announced Amiibo Tap is coming, which is like free downloadable, um, I guess demos. Um, so you tap an Amiibo onto your Wii U. And you get like a free three-minute demo of just a random game hmm. to play on your Wii U, which that's supposed to be coming sometime this spring. Mario Maker, which is a um, basically like you build your own Mario levels, is coming out this September. Uh, Yoshi um, Amiibos are coming. The Yoshi's um, Woolly World. World Amiibos are coming um, out, which is exclusive to that game. And they are actually made out of like they're actually like yarn um, made. Dude, I want uh, one are of coming. Those. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, so they're making that those. It's come out on the same day as Yoshi's Woolly World, which is supposed to be launching this fall. Uh, which actually, uh, Europe is getting that June twenty sixth, and they actually have like a um, 
Oh. Uh, like a, a pack um, that comes with uh, one of the, Yoshi, the, the green Yoshi and the game. Um, also, Splatoon got a release date of May 29th, which is the, nice. the Friday after Memorial Day, you fucking bastards. The Friday after what? Memorial Day. Oh. So, which I thought it was initially before the Friday of Memorial Day. So I was oh, excited man. I had a three-day weekend to play it, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, it might take May 29th off, um, but they also announced with it that they are making amiibos for the game of a Inkling Boy, Inkling Girl, and Inkling Squid. But you can buy the boy and the girl separately, or you can buy a three pack where you can. That's the only you get the boy, the girl, and the squid. You can only get the squid if you buy the three pack. And the three pack is thirty five bucks, which is a little pricey. Um, next, they offered. Um, are they announced that they're going to, N64 and Nintendo DS games are coming to the Wii U, starting off and actually are available as of yesterday, um, as of I guess a recording or Wednesday, uh, Yoshi's Island DS, um, and WarriorWare Touch DS um, were the DS games that came out, and for the 64 they had Super Mario 64 and uh, Donkey Kong 64, um, which I think the DS games are ten bucks, and I think the 64 games are $13. Um, okay, I think that's a little bit of a correction on there. I mean, for yesterday, yesterday's little uh, thing after they announced you know, their press conference, Steely, it's like they were, like you said, they did release like Yoshi's D- Yoshi's Island DS and Super Mario 64, but at a later date, Wario Land Touched and Donkey Kong 64 oh. will be released. I think it's sometime oh, okay. this month, though. Maybe right, yeah, so you're right. The Yoshi's Island DS and Super Mario 64 are available today. I think those are like next week or something. Yeah. Um, thank you for that correction. Yeah, there. no problem. Um, they also uh, announced a game called Mutant Muds uh, Super Challenge, which is a sequel, I guess. Um, but if you buy the game for the Wii U, you get it for the 3DS for free. And it comes out in June, which is a cool thing. They're, they're working on the crossplay aspect. Um, and then they uh, they kind of showed a, a pretty big, long trailer for. Shimigami T- Tensai X Fire Emblem, which is they game announced like two years ago. Yeah, uh, it's a crossover no type with of news, nothing surrounding that yep. game for the past couple of years, and all of a sudden we get a trailer for it. It's like what the fuck? Yep. So it's a Shimigami Tensai game. I guess a, with characters from the Shimigami world and the Fire Emblem world, which mm-hmm. they've been talking about doing for years now. When we haven't heard anything about it since they announced it, so we got we got trailers. Still, really nothing shown. I guess. Um, Fatal Frame 5 um, is coming to the United States sometime this year. I'm assuming in the fall. Yeah. Um, exclusively on the Wii U. Pokemon Rumble World, um, which is a free-to-play game on the Nintendo 3DS, comes out on April 8th. Nah. Um, Puzzle and Dragons X plus Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Edition come um, on May 22nd. That looks fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a um, like a match 3 game uh, for the 3DS. Uh controlling some of the crap that doesn't really matter um, then I showed another trailer for the Fire Emblem game that comes out on Nintendo 3DS it's coming out they said next year it's coming out um, 2016 to release they announced Amiibo cards for the Nintendo 3DS they're Animal Crossing so you, they have a, a game called Animal Crossing Happy Home Edition or Happy Home Designer um, that comes out this fall and you use the cards and you basically you're a decorative designer essentially with uh, Animal Crossing um, people. Uh, they announced the release date for Mario Kart 8 DLC Pack 2, which comes out April 23rd. They actually bumped it up a month, which is awesome. And they also announced the big reveal at the end is a um, 
a free update for everybody on April 23rd where they are releasing um, the 200cc class for Mario Kart, which is oh. um, if anybody plays Mario Kart, you know, there's 50, there's 100 and 150cc. That's how it's 150, been. <laughs> for since the beginning. 150cc is pretty hard in Mario Kart 8. So they're releasing 200cc because they hate us. So <laughs> you know what's kind of hilarious about that is I've gotten every single thing, even on the mirror, like the mirror cup, and now it's like another CC thing. It's like, oh no. Yeah. So, um, what? What? I mean, I'm curious. What was your overall thought of the, the direct, and what's like kind of stuck out to you in that one? Well, let's see. I was left with some questions in regards to say the Nintendo Direct, though. But uh, norm. Well, my overall impression of the Direct and, like, for the most part, is I liked it. I thought it was really solid. I thought it came out of nowhere that Lucas is going to be, like, a add-on character, especially mm-hmm. after Masahiro Sakurai stated inside, like, articles, like, that were posted on various gaming websites as he was not his team. Him and his team were not interested in making more DLC characters after Mewtwo. Which, yeah, they announced that pretty much after the game came out, there would be no DLC content. Exactly. And all of a sudden, it's like, Oh, okay, now Lucas is coming out. It's like, oh, wow, that's a big surprise. And what's even more of a surprise is, it's not just Lucas. No, they actually have a little thing right now where you can go onto their website for Smash Brothers and request Mm -hmm. a character. You can actually request a character, either new or maybe old school, to return for their next thing that that you can put out for Smash Brothers. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So if you go on, I think it's smashbrothers.com, you can go on there and you name a character you want. Uh, what games they're from and a reason why, and they're not guaranteeing anything of these will happen, but they want to hear from the fans and hear what characters they want. So if you want Waluigi in the game, or do you want Snake back in the game, or Bayonetta in the game, or whomever you want in the game, like you go on there, they they'll put your vote in essentially, and they're gonna look and they're gonna just kind of if there's enough interest for the, some of these characters, they're gonna they might make them. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's gonna be kind of an interesting aspect because. There's a lot of characters that that various Smash Brothers like players have always wanted to play for years. I mean, there's like a big thing where people have wanted King K. Rule inside the game as well because he's the obviously the enemy for Donkey Kong for the Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. games. But uh, let's see other things that really struck me as kind of interesting though. Well, let's see, let's see, let's see. Other than that, oh yeah, the Fire Emblem stuff. I mean, Simigami. I mean, Sin Megami Tensai, X Fire Emblem. Obviously, that was a game that was announced for the Wii U a couple of E3s ago. We had not heard anything about it. And when I was watching that trailer, I thought to myself, like, no, this could not be what it, what it is. You know, it's like, I've seen, I was seeing this extravagant anime intro and stuff. It's like, dude, this cannot be what I think it is, can it? It's like, <laughs> is it really Sin Megami Tensai, X Fire Emblem? And sure enough, it's like, oh yeah, this is a game we've been working on for quite a long time, and now we're ready to do this and do that. It's like, yep. oh, we have a two-minute trailer for you. <laughs> a two-minute trailer. <laughs> well, at least that guarantee. well, at least that uh, tells their fans, of, yeah, the game's not canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's Doing see. something with it. Let's see. I really like the the new, uh, the Fire, not Fire Emblem, but like the new uh, Animal Crossing, like DLC for Mario Kart, because I thought that the courses really look cool. Mm-hmm. And stuff because all the elements of like the seasons and stuff dictate to how well the track will be. It's like a random thing each time you play them. It, that's that's a really cool touch. You know, yeah. What I got out of this conference really was that Nintendo was really supporting their Smash Brothers and their Mario Kart game 
with various DLC stuff, even more so than certain other companies would for some of their major titles. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see. Other things that I liked, I liked the new Fire Emblem trailer for the 3DS since I was a huge fan for Fire Emblem Awakening. But I was also, you know, looking up on news today is in Japan they're going to possibly release like two different versions of uh, the this 3DS Fire Emblem game, potentially. So one of them hmm. is like, say, there's like a white version, there's a black version or something like that for well, different types I of know, scenarios. I know like they're in the, the, at least the North American version, there's, you pick a side to join. That's and exactly like that. why. Yeah. Yeah, so so in Japan they might actually put those up in two different games. They might, you know, they, it's hmm. it's called Fire Emblem, like Fire Emblem If right now, but uh, yeah, it could be like something completely different that comes out of the U.S. You, you may be right. It could be just like say both of them combined together for like say choose one side, choose another. Yeah, because I know that uh, Intelligent Systems has stated that they are working on like this game and try to make as much you know give the player as much choices as they want for like uh, picking what side you can be on and stuff which it's a first for the series because you follow a linear pathway all the way through the story so to pick on whether you want to be on the good guy's side the bad guy's side maybe but uh, I really like that I'm trying to remember what else Puzzles and Dragons was good Um, let's see oh yeah the virtual console stuff I was really surprised, really surprised that Donkey Kong 64 is finally coming out. Yeah. But anyway, before I really get into, like, my major questions, like, uh, I want to hear what you thought about the conference, Tyler. <laughs> um, so I really, it was, it was like 48 minutes or 50 minutes long. I really enjoyed the first probably 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, as, as personal preference, um, really the Fire Emblem stuff doesn't do much for me. Right. Um. The Shimigami stuff obviously doesn't do much for me, but the, uh, the really what I came for was I was more interested in really Splatoon and the Mario Kart oh, those were um, too, announcements. Splatoon. And yeah, so Splatoon, hearing more about Splatoon, they announced some more game types for it, which are typical game types you see in every game. Yeah. But I'm happy we finally got a release date for it, uh, May 29th, um, which I figured I was I figured it would be like um, the Friday before uh, Memorial Day, so I was off I was off a week. Um, but I'm really excited for that game to come out. Uh, the Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 game bumped up till April was awesome. I'm, I'm not. I'm, it's probably smart bump it up a month or get it a month before um, Splatoon comes out. That way, you get a nice little gap in between it. And I, I don't. I'm pretty sure he said after, while I talked about Mario Kart 8 that there might be more courses and characters. So we might. I, I might have misunderstood what he said. He has. A, he has. A, I can't remember who said it. Um, but he has a pretty thick accent, so I but I could so I could have misheard him. But I thought he said there might be more content coming to the Mario Kart series. Um, uh, hearing that they're they're really gonna, they're going to be doing some DLC for uh, Smash is awesome. Yes, um, it makes sense though. I mean, the, I think the two games are, are like the two biggest system sellers for the game, the console right now for the Wii U is Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. So they yep. definitely want to support those. Uh, so it's smart in that sense, keeps more revenue coming in and keeps those games relevant for a long period of time. Um, I'm 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 excited to, to finally play um, as Mewtwo, um, if really in about two weeks. Um, it's like really those are the two biggest things that stuck out. I mean, well, and um, I, I was a little disappointed to hear that Yoshi's Woolly World got delayed until fall. Yeah, but um, it's not too surprising, and we'll talk about it a little bit of this later. But Zelda 
got delayed till 2016. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to, I think instead of just having one big Zelda game come out and fall, and that could be their whole fall, and they'll be fine, they're going to have a bunch of, you know, not A, not A, not their A games, but B games. So like with the Nintendo Maker, um, Yoshi's Woolly World and oh, Star Fox yeah. will probably be. Dude, I forgot about three... Mario Maker as well. That that looked freaking awesome too. Yep, and then you got Fatal Frame all coming out in the fall. So maybe they won't have the one big game, but they're gonna have a bunch of smaller games to kind of pad out their fall. Well, um, but I I don't know. I don't know, man, because you know what? This kind of goes into the questions though that I did have and stuff because. I think Nintendo has a good. I think Nintendo has something up their sleeve in terms of like padding out this year up until the release of the new Zelda game, which could possibly be next fall, not this upcoming fall, but for 2016. Yeah. And the thing about it is, there's subtle hints that I that I was like uh, looking at at this Nintendo press conference, which kind of caught me off guard in some ways, and I thought it was kind of obvious, but I thought it was kind of. Uh, I thought it shouldn't be ignored though, and one of the things really. One of the questions dates back to uh, when we got the Donkey Kong Country games and the Donkey Kong Land games all on the Virtual Console pretty much on the same day. Yeah. All these, like, Rareware games, like, say, all three of the Donkey Kong Country games, all three of the Donkey Kong Land games, and now Donkey Kong 64 is coming out right here. I don't know about you, but I think they're maybe teasing, like, subconsciously, maybe another potential Donkey Kong Country game coming out soon. Why? Because obviously they renewed the license here with Rare for something. Well, not just yeah. borrowing the likenesses of, like, say, but Nintendo has went to Rare before and stuff in order to, say, like, get their permission to use specific type of, like, characters and properties that they have made before. I mean, we're talking about a company that let uh, that, uh, you know, Rare, like, basically, you know, even though it was owned by Microsoft game like Viva Pinata they use like on their DS, like Nintendo's mm-hmm. DS. So what potentially I could think may happen is maybe E three, maybe something. We could see maybe Retro Studios is working on another Donkey Kong Country game, but this time it's with the Kremlings and King K rule. You know? Mm, that's maybe. that's, yeah, that's there might be something. there might be too soon though for a new Donkey Kong game. Yeah. Um I I just think that maybe this is like that I mean E three is still upon us but Right now, just kind of my theory is that instead of, I mean, obviously those, like, the four big games they have coming out for, at least that we know of, coming out for the fall, might, those games might equal Zelda. Yes. So, they I, may, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, what, I'm really excited about Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, I think that might, that probably will be a day one pickup for me, mainly because, uh, as far as, like, that's probably the one game I know for sure, other than Splatoon, that I'm picking up for the Wii U. Um, so I was happy to hear that and the, the freaking yarn uh, Yoshi is kind of cool. I mean, I'm not a big. I have five um, amiibos. And I'm. <laughs> I was happy to hear they did announce Wave Five and Six. Also, um, they gave us release dates and showed us who's going to be involved. So we got in Wave Wave Five comes out in July and Wave Six is September. Ganondorf is going to be in the September one. Yep. So that's kind of the next one I really want to get. Um, Ness and Ganondorf, that's what I want to get, though. I already have yeah. about seven, so it's like, I'm not going to get the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, I, w- I was interested in the ami- in the uh, Splatoon Amiibos, but nah. I found out the three-pack is 35 bucks. And, oh, eh, God, I thought it was going to be like no 20 th- Oh, my God. I was thinking 25 at most, maybe 30 but 35 that's pushing it for me. So um, I'll probably just stick with the game, but... Um, that that was probably like really for the most part, 
I thought it was kind of a, it, there was no big announcements in it really. It was just kind of a, like a lot of small ones, so nothing like mind blowing out of this one. Um, so it, it was run the mill for me. I the news some of the news we got obviously I'm happy about like the Splatoon with Splatoon and Mario Kart. Um, so I don't know. I feel I'm pretty happy about it. I'm just I can't wait till May 29th to get here because yeah because I I need a, I need a reason to play the freaking Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Which I haven't played the Wii U since I got Bayonetta two back in like January or February. So I've been playing Smash Brothers just a little bit off and on just to practice a certain character that I've been using. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's mainly what I do with the Wii U anymore. Is that just pick it up? I'll play like Mario Kart eight or something here and now and again. But I, and I knew that going in with the Wii U, it's like I know I'm not gonna have like there might be a couple months where I go without playing it, but it's worth it in the long run. But but anyway, I, don't, I thought, it, but yeah, yeah, you thought about like uh, no, continue on. No, I mean, I was really just kind of wrapping up. Um, I guess we can kind of just jump on to... Um, okay, but, Vertica, but before we... that, though, I just want to say one last thing, though, for about the Nintendo Direct itself. I know that the Mario Kart DLC, like, content, say, like, the Animal Crossing stuff, yeah, you know what, I like that various content, like, how it looked and stuff like that. I mean, they also could be teasing, like, say, a potential, maybe 2016 Animal Crossing game for Wii U. That is a possibility. Let's see. And another thing I want to say that was kind of uh that was kind of interesting to me is when Satoru Iwata when he introduced Lucas as part of the DLC character he like specifically said like what game that he's from and stuff like that and I was kind of expecting like something along the lines of uh okay you're talking about Mother 3 and like the game he's from but yeah. could this be potentially that you're going to re-release this game you know in a certain way because you have this character that's very popular, right? And they've re-released Earthbound, you yeah. know, for the virtual console. So the last question I really have with this conference is, is, is this sort of a way of uh, Nintendo trying to hint at that they're probably going to bring Mother 3, probably announce it at E3, possibly as a downloadable? <laughs> yeah, because there's three Earthbound, Earthbound games, and we only got the first one, didn't we? We only got uh, the Super Nintendo one. There's one for the yeah. regular Nintendo, which is uh, called uh, Mother Zero here in the U.S., since it was like a beta thing. But uh, it was a complete copy of a ROM, actually. A complete oh, yeah. copy that was actually dubbed, and was uh, there was only one initial copy until someone bought the ROM, I think, off of eBay, and distributed it online and stuff, so now people can actually play it in its entirety, you know. Nice. But uh, Mother 3 was a Game Boy Advance game that released in 2005, I think it was, in Japan. And oh, okay. it had a fan translation and stuff like from Starman.net and stuff like that, that where people could actually download the the actual emulator for the Game Boy Advance and play that game with an English patch. <laughs> huh. Very nice. Okay. Go on to heaven. Alright, guys, so um bad news for the Wii U fans, and we kinda of, we were talking about this before, but unfortunately the new Zelda game for the Wii U has been delayed until two thousand sixteen. Um, no really timetable other than 2016. Um, I mean, for me, it, it sucks to hear because that's like the big game I've been touting for like two years now. Yeah. And we've been kind of like, we've been saying for a while, oh, fall 2015 has got to be the time. Um, and like I said, I think the way of kind of padding through that gap is by just putting a bunch of, you know, B-level games um, in that in that timetable, but man, I don't know if anything can replace Zelda. Like as far as like, there's I don't think they have a 
I think Zelda, as far as Zelda games go, that might be bigger than Mario. Right at the moment, them. yeah, it's one of the most sought after like uh, upcoming games for the Wii U and stuff. And for it to be kind of delayed again, you know, until like 2016, there must have been some sort of like uh, must have been some sort of like uh, issues that had to be held and stuff within like uh, like Eiji Aonuma's like say production crew, you know, because. Uh. They generally love to take their time with creating these Zelda games, and they really want to make sure that they are ironed out so they're not obviously crap, you know? Yeah. Because if you play a Zelda game, you're expecting quality. You're expecting good yeah. stuff from it. Really just Nintendo games in particular. Like, yeah. you never have any, like, technical errors with, the, like, with any, you don't have any glitches worthy with them or anything like that, so. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, it really does, it does suck that, like, I'm not... You know, you can never really like it sucks. You know, you're a little you're a little bummed out that it got delayed, but I'm not I'm not upset about it because I'd rather the game come out you know three four months later than and be the game they wanted and it's good than rushed out for Christmas and it's broken or it's just you know it's unfinished game. So right. From I don't know. It, it like I said, it sucks, but I really for me. Yoshi's Woolly World will come out. I got Metal Gear Solid Five coming out. Yep, there's gonna be plenty of games to play. For, at least from my standpoint, New Uncharted. I'm as well, good. You know, New Uncharted got pushed back to 2016. Oh, God damn it, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's like it's funny because like all the big games. Like last year, I was flooded with like I I bought way too many games in like a short amount of span. This year, I'm like, I was looking at I'm like there's like six just like five or six games coming out between like august and like november that i want like that's doable <laughs> now i'm looking at like well shit <laughs> <laughs> i got like i got i got metal gear i got yoshi and that's 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 about it so well for right now yeah. i mean it's still like four months within the year <laughs> yeah i mean it was i mean we'll, we'll have a better picture well i guess we got um star wars battlefront coming out so and then but um oh jeez division <laughs> and he's three still coming, so I'm gonna I'll be back up to twenty fucking games to play in this fall. <laughs> I'm almost um, there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick up some overtime at work if I want to pay for these goddamn games. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, like I said, it sucks. But uh, we kind of went over, I guess, with the direct our, our main kind of opinions on that. So, unless you got anything else to add on that? Oh well, no, not really though. I mean, in terms of, like, say, potential re-releases, maybe, by Nintendo, possibly. I mean... What do you think... What's that? You're re-releasing of, like, a Zelda game, you think, or...? Well, no, not, not for, like, a Zelda game, more or less, but uh, I'm I'm talking about, like, say... This is an article that I was uh, reading upon, like, Destructoid today, where they had... There was... I think it was either an announcement or something like that for, uh, like, Nintendo of Europe or something like that, where... They are packaging the Wii games like Sin and Punishment and uh, Pandora's Tower together to release state like to release over there. Oh wow! So, okay. so is that a physical thing or is that? I, think th- it's, I thought it was the eShop. Yeah, it's an eShop thing, but it's still like a re-release of like two classic Wii games and stuff like that. Even though they are uh, not really too old, I think I think Pandora's Tower was at least 2013, 2012. Is this? You think this is gonna be like the like they did they did a couple months ago with? Uh... Like Super Mario uh, Galaxy Two and stuff. Like it might be some more of those. You know, it it could possibly happen. I mean, think about it this way. I mean, Sony and Microsoft are doing the same thing in droves right here with a lot of the other third party stuff too. You know, with the DMC remake, the Final Fantasy Ten, all this and all that. Yeah. 
Nintendo, they're known to re-release their games, so I potentially could see them, you know, come E3 time, maybe have some more Wii games to re-release. I, I certainly hope so. Like, it, it was great, you know, like when they, did, they announced those three, and they kind of did the same thing with the 64 and the DS. They announced a handful of the games that are coming out soon for it, but they did it for a few weeks, and we haven't got anything since. Yeah, so. they, they are really known to do that, be very stingy <laughs> until, like, very, like... Uh maybe years down the line. I mean, it took me, like, about how many years before I can actually get Rondo of Blood on their virtual console? Oh, 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 oh <laughs> hey, uh, huh, maybe four years? Five years? What? Anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's that's the annoying thing about Nintendo. Like, sometimes, like... It's up to like, them, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, when they have us in the palm of their hands, they know it, so... Yeah. Um, I guess we can move on to uh, another topic. Uh we're out of the Nintendo part, so we're going to go on to some of the other news in the gaming world. So, uh, next up is a game that didn't get delayed until 2016. Halo 5 is out October 25th. So, that's, um, I think that's like the first big AAA game, I guess, well, other than NGS 5, uh, to kind of set a release date, um, yeah. outside of, uh, in October, November, which is, you know, the, obviously the, Probably the biggest two months in gaming every year for sales. The thing about this uh, Halo 5 and stuff, I'm glad that it's releasing this year, even under the span of, like, so many, like, you know, AAA games that are getting pushed into 2016, your Uncharted, your Zeldas, and stuff like that. But, like I was saying before we started recording and stuff, it's like, I really want to see the gameplay for Halo 5, because I Mm. want to see something that's different than say what they've been doing for the past like say like halo 4 and stuff like that i have i saw bits and pieces of halo 4 i have not played that version no halo 4's version though but it really gave me you a didn't sense miss much. it really gave me a sense of maybe like a kind of like i wouldn't say a poor man's but it really reminded me of metroid prime in sort of a way where <laughs> it's like oh okay it's those same type of enemies that fly around oh hey it's it's this it's that you know but uh I don't know, I just want something a little bit more evolved past, like, say, the standard Halo fair in terms of gameplay, you know. Well, you are surely going to be disappointed, I'm sure. <laughs> well, who knows? It's going to be Halo. Well, I guess, I mean, the people, the way people are talking, what they played of Halo 5, it's basically turned into more Call of Duty. Yeah. So if you want a Call of Duty Halo, then you might be in, might be in luck. Well, hey, who knows? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, obviously, I don't have an Xbox One, and I'm... Fairly well known for not being the, not a Halo hater, um, just not a Halo fan, I guess. I can understand so, that. Oof. I don't. I mean, it, it, I'm glad that we're finally getting some release dates out. I'm hoping this kind of gets the ball rolling on some of the other big games getting announced um, for this this holiday season. Um, it's always fun. Like the sooner we get the release dates, the better, because that's when I know when to save up money and I can plan out my uh, my spending and how poor I'm going to be in in the fall. So, yeah. Awesome. I really feel like it's going to be the one of those first falls for me where I'm probably not going to be like, uh, say, breaking the bank for games. <laughs> yeah, really. Like we just like what I was talking about. Like there's not really a lot. I mean, there's a there's a few games I know I'm probably going to buy, and then there's a big but there's a big gap between those games. So because you know what, I feel like a lot of my spending and stuff are going to go for those uh, independent games releasing on Xbox Live, Xbox Live and stuff, PSN and like the. We use shop, you know. Yeah, I mean, really, for right now, I, I, I mean, the summer even like really after, between now and May 29th, there's not a lot for me to play. I think 
I think the, the April and May might be a lot of me just catching up with my backlog. Yeah. So I have a bunch of like I got I got like three free Nintendo games last <laughs> June with Mario Kart Eight, and I haven't played any of them really. So <laughs> I see me playing those and finishing up some other games I, I I picked up along the way. So I've really been behind since like probably October since the holiday season, all the big games coming out. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that, catching up my backlog. But let's move on. Uh, kind of, I think this might be our last topic of the show this week. Uh, but on live, which was, um, I want to say 2009 this came out yeah. uh, initially, which was supposed to be like, it was a first big streaming. Um, it was like the first big digital streaming service for video games. Yes. Uh, kind of what PlayStation Now is right now, but it was also, but it was like brand new games like coming out and it was, Full, the games are full price. It was basically kind of like uh, Steam, but right. you stream the games um, through servers instead of just downloading downloading them onto your hard drive. Um, but OnLive is officially shutting down on April thirtieth. Um, I believe um, it, it turned it eventually turned into like a monthly like service instead of like buying the games, um, buying the games you wanted. Um, but it sounds like Sony is buying up pieces of it. They bought up uh, was it Gaikai, I believe, in 2012 or 13, yep. um, which was like basically the probably online's big, biggest comp- uh, competitor. Uh, I thought the online thing always I always thought that was interesting, but it felt like uh, I think online was just ahead of its time. It was really it was for its uh, in its prime and stuff like that. It was an uh, interesting like. Uh service because it presented like something rare at the time where not a lot of like gaming companies not even a lot of like services were streaming games as they are starting yeah. to do now but yeah it's, it's kind of sad to see them go for a way if they were to have maybe opened up say a year or so ago possibly yeah. even like right around this time who knows maybe they would have had some good success with it yeah i mean i look at it like when the games came out they're coming out for the full price like the games that are coming out over sixty dollars on there, um, so that kind of hurt it. I think for, yeah. you know when when it wasn't like you can download it, you were all completely relied on on your internet and their servers, and they made some bad choices along the way. I remember yeah. hearing about like they were renting, like they signed a contract renting out like X amount of servers every month. Like I think I, I saw a thing where they were they were renting out like eight million servers every month. They're paying for that many servers. And they were only using up like a quarter of what they paid for every month, oh. so they were paying for way more than they needed. Like they were overprepared. When most places start up like a streaming service, whether it's Netflix or like even WWE Network, like they're not they don't they're not prepared enough. Right. Like they lowball it and kind of figure out where they need to go from there. Well, these guys went way overboard. Thought maybe it was gonna be bigger than what it was. I remember, I think it was PAX or E3 when they first came out. They were giving away the console. Yep. That you needed to play them. I remember that you had to buy the console for a hundred bucks just to be able to get the service. And then at PAX or E3, they were actually they're giving them out, just handing them out. Hey, it's for free. Yeah, they're they're giving them out, and I, there was some. It was a cool, it was an interesting idea. Um, I really don't see the even like. I think even if they they came out now, I don't know if it would really work. Hmm. Um, just because with the whole streaming thing, and I mean, PlayStation now really it, it's out. But it's not really. I don't know. I mean, we haven't got numbers yet, but I don't really think it's none of doing gangbuster numbers for them. Yeah, actually, none of us have really tried to play any games from the PlayStation Now things. 
I heard it I, from, from what I read. I heard it works fine, but it's just like you look at the catalog of games. It's just like, eh. They're just adding up, and, like maybe a specific amount every week. I think. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like every. I think every month they add. Um, I think along every the first Tuesday of every month or something like that they add games. Right. Um, whenever they release the PlayStation Plus games of the month, I think they add more. But, um, no, I mean it sucks. All I was it was an interesting thing. I just think that it just kind of the pricing points were all wrong when it was the same price um, for the service, like for the services where you can get them anywhere else. And they made some bad business decisions. But I think it was an interesting thing to try out. I just it, unfortunately just it bombs and. Um, I, maybe in five years from now, we look at on live. I mean, I think it's ahead of its time right now, but um, just kind of guessing where we're going um, in gaming. But I, I can easily see. I mean, we're going head towards that digital route, and maybe this mm. is on live. It was just five, ten years too soon, and that's really what I think it, what it was. Um, but I think that's um, our topics for the week. Yep. Holy crap, we made a full episode um, despite <laughs> not Jake being here. Um, we always find a way. Yeah, we'll find a way. Especially, it helps when when there's Nintendo to talk about. <laughs> you and me could we, we can we can kill an hour talking about Nintendo. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and do uh, wrestler of the week. What do you got for me, Jack? Well, you know what? I think it's more fitting after like last Sunday and last Monday that the wrestler of the week should be Brock Lesnar. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's just really the key right now. I mean, what we go Suplex City, bitch. Yes, Suplex City is right. It's it's this really funny and interesting though, like. Uh, I know our bonus topic is going to delve a little bit into, like, say, WrestleMania 31 as a whole, but I'm going to speak in specific about Brock Lesnar because of how his match at WrestleMania and at even the events on Raw, which I thought, even for, like, say, WWE as a whole right now, is really a step above what they generally, you know, put on for, like, PG-esque type of mm-hmm. shit. But uh, for WrestleMania 21, I thought it was utterly hilarious and stuff like this, watching, like, Brock Lesnar just basically go forth he's just owning roman reigns and stuff like that just back and forth and stuff i mean it was a it was an interesting match in terms of like say oh okay i wonder what type of direction they're gonna they're gonna go and stuff i just wonder okay if roman's gonna get the belt or something like that is it gonna be in a way where it just kind of like uh makes it more realistic or something like that (laughs) or hopefully it's good i mean god bless it just give me a good match for god's sakes i mean i don't care Yeah, but uh, the little antics, you know, like Brock was just doing and stuff like that. There was this one point in the match where he's like, he just he just got through the suplex in Roman Reigns. He just flat was he just flat on the ground and stuff like that in the middle of the ring. And he just goes over, he just like looks at the camera, and says, "Yeah, suplex city, bitch!" I'm like, whoa, that was dude. It was the number it was the number one um, trending thing on Twitter. That is so. It was that was awesome. <laughs> that was... I didn't even check any social media things. I'm watching it. I'm like thinking to myself, "Oh my god, that is awesome!" <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a t-shirt now. It was like a t-shirt up the next day, dude. That's how powerful it is, like, say, for the WWE's, like, little professional wrestling things. If somebody thinks yeah. it's awesome or something like that, it's going to go viral. It's going to go yeah. viral for any type of shit. But, uh, no, man. The next night on Raw, even after, like, Seth Rollins, like, uh, cashed in his money in the bank and did this and that. Oh, man. On Raw the next night, it was just awesome because, you know, you have Brock Lesnar. He obviously has... Uh, has beefs with like the character of Seth Rollins and stuff because uh, he never lost the belt to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins pinned Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. so he goes over there. Like Rollins is playing the heel card just really well in terms of like this one thing. He just 
Rollins basically went to a point where it's like, you know what? I could give you a title match, but I'm gonna give I'm not gonna give you a title match. Just goes off and just leaves, and Lesnar just tries just to in his his seething anger and stuff because you know when Brock Lesnar is angry, if he just looks like he's just gonna randomly just like tear apart anybody with that freaking face of his. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, tell, let me tell you, man, if he comes to the ring and stuff, you know shit's gonna go down. <laughs> yep, it's a big deal when he walks out. Yeah, that's the thing though, because. Uh, he comes out to the ring and stuff like that, and when Rollins tries to escape, he just grabs Rollins. He just <laughs> and he tries to just throw him back into the ring to get the match started and all this other shit. And it was just kind of funny. It's like finally when Rollins escapes and stuff like that for the freaking like J and J security like distracts him enough to where Rollins just hightails it out of there. He got so seething anger. It was it was just like it was just like magical like on cue and stuff. He just tosses J and J security over this like the the announce tables. He goes for it. I don't know why, but I think somebody pushed Michael Cole or something into him. <laughs> and it was the most amazing thing, because I, I subconsciously, I hate Michael Cole as a, not like a commentator, dude. He's annoying as yeah. fuck. And I know there's a lot of people who agree with me, too, that, man, Michael Cole and stuff like that, dude, I do not give a shit about the announce team for Raw, for any of their little WWE events, because I think a lot of their announcers on their main shows suck. <laughs> yep, but uh, I think it was really hilarious and stuff like that. Brock Lesnar, he takes like Michael Cole, he f fives him in the middle of the ring. You see his shoe is just like right in the center of it after he gets done with it. And I just see random pictures on the on freaking Twitter. It's like rest in peace, Michael Cole from like nineteen sixty something. Now <laughs> I'll have to show you. I took um, there's a picture of his. Uh, I got I saved it. I'll send it to you. But uh, it's his Wikipedia page. It says, uh, was, Michael Cole was, was murdered by Brock Lesnar <laughs> on March 30th. <laughs> Dude, it would have been amazing if that was actually a storyline thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty funny. I'll, to, I'll send it to you, but I was laughing at myself reading Dude, it. Dude, he not only F5s the freaking, like, Michael Cole, but he F5s the fucking camera, man. Tosses out his camera and stuff. Yep. And just, not only does it once, he does it twice after Stephanie McMahon's expensive. Well, I guess um, during the commercial break, he did it a third time to the cameraman. Oh, my fucking God. That poor man. <laughs> Dude, I don't care who you are, man, but it's like, if you are, like, if you are, like, scripted to take, like, a move from Brock Lesnar, like, three times, it's, it, dude, it's gonna fucking hurt. It hurts, Really bad. Yeah. He's a stiff worker. I was actually surprised that Michael Cole took the bump. <laughs> that, no, say what you want about Cole, man, but that guy is a hard-ass worker, and... I would have taken that bump. <laughs> you know, what's funny is Brock Lesnar pins, like, just rear ends of the freaking, like, announce table, and all of a sudden there's, like, JBL and Booker T, like, pinned right there. They look like they're knocked out. They're dead. They're, like, freaking dead in the corner. <laughs> there's bodies everywhere. Yeah. Dude, I was just totally expecting, like, Lesnar just to go in the back after Stephanie and the van, just, like, freaking suspends her, just goes and just, like, goes and F5s her or something, you know? <laughs> That would have been awesome. That actually would have been the best moment right there in the night. It's like, whoa! I would have paid ninety nine. I would have paid nine ninety nine for that. You know, it would be freaking awesome if if that actually happened or something. All of a sudden, they see their WWE app sky rates just go up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He F five seventy man. I want to watch this shit now. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Now, I, like I like I said at the beginning of the show, man, like. WrestleMania and freaking the night after WrestleMania, the Raw after Mania, like it's the reason to be a wrestling fan. Oh yeah, it's really a good. Yeah, you know what? Those two nights in general, they really put into perspective like why 
I like wrestling in general. The characters, the outcomes and stuff, the build-ups, the conclusions, even the beginnings to, uh, like, another type of story arc to cover over the entire year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, Brock Lesnar right now in the nutshell for WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, I think that's going to do our ep- do for our episode this week. Uh, we don't have a trivia of the week, obviously, because Jake's not here. Um, do you want to actually save the bonus topic for next week? Yes. Because uh, Jake actually Jake actually watched WrestleMania. So yes, let's do I that. Feel, I, feel, I want to hear his yeah, reactions so, to it as well. Yeah, the ca- he's the, he's the casual fan of the bunch. Um, so I want to hear his thoughts on it. So we'll save that for next week. Um, but that was oh, I guess we should do the, the conclusion first. Yeah. Um, we are on Twitter. We are under Gen Gaming Net. So follow us on on there. We're also on Facebook. We have a page and a group. Generation Gaming. Um, we're also we also have a, a Twitch Twitch account. Uh, Gen Gaming Net, all one word. Um, we'll do some streaming on there. Um, well, I'll, I'll be trying to do some more here soon. Uh, really, just kind of waiting for a big game to play. I don't think people want to watch me play. Uh, it'll be the show. Um, yeah. Also, also we are on Gen Game. Uh, we are also on YouTube. I'm sorry, uh, under the account Gen Gaming Nets, where we do our bonus content and our episodes are up. They're two weeks later, so if you're listening to us on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you want to, if you want to hear us more and more currently, check us out on iTunes uh, under Gen, uh, Gen, Generation Gaming, and uh, you will stay current with us. Um, but also, our bonus con- bonus content is on there exclusively. Like I said, we're going to be saving our topic for next week. We're going to discuss WrestleMania 31. Yep. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next week. I was your host, Tyler, and I've been the Jack of Hearts. And Jake's not here, so... Party! Um, party time! Uh, usually this is the part where it says GG, and I say Alan.